you're listening to I Might Be Wrong, a podcast hosted by myself, Rich Needham, and my co-host, Henry Salmon. Welcome, everybody. You're listening to I Might Be Wrong. I'm Rich. I'm Henry. Hello, Rich. Good afternoon. It's afternoon. Yes, afternoon. How are you, sir? Yeah, yeah, I'm very well and uh, looking forward to more chat. How's life treating you? It's good. It's good. We are having a little back-to-back recording session, which is always nice because... Next weekend, you've got a little bit of a party going on, and then you're going away on a holiday, and I'm going to a festival. So we're trying to trying to make sure you lovely people have some content while we're not around to record it as much. Yeah, exactly. So that's the plan. So today, it's um, my choice, and it is. It's a band who I was kind of nervous to talk about because they are not very well known, and they are quite. Uh, they're quite distinctive and I don't know, they're kind of a little bit personal and you kind of think, oh no, am I putting my cards on the table with a band like this? Uh, it's The Weaker Thans from Canada. And um, well, the album I was going to call out was Reunion Tour, but actually that all Reconstruction site are the two in my head that keep coming up as their albums of choice. So I kind of picked Reunion Tour because the artwork was better, but that's just, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's just me. Yeah, and this is a band that, I'm afraid to say I've never got into as much as you have, but I'm very, very aware of them being one of your very favourites. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about The Weekendlands, because I suspect that most of our listeners may not know them. Yeah, probably not. They were formed in 97 in Winnipeg, which gets referenced a lot in their music. That Their music is uh, it's indie, mm-hmm. but... The most interesting part is the lyrics uh, and the lead lead man, John K. Sampson's vocal style and his writing. We'll come to that in a second. But their background was more interesting than that because John Sampson was originally part of Propagandi. Now, if you don't know Propagandi, they're a huge, very, very political, very noisy Canadian punk band who were you know, almost like the Sex Pistols in the kind of kick down the doors scream and shout about stuff i mean they've got a song called stick the fucking flag up your goddamn ass you son of a bitch you know that's that's a that's a pretty punchy punk song um that's a great name for a punk song can you imagine if it was like some gentle country ballad yeah yeah, yeah, exactly so you've got propaganda who are this this full-on punk outfit and then john k sampson steps aside and forms a band which are based on I guess forgiveness and nostalgia and this quiet indie sound. And I think if you were to criticize the weaker thans, the criticism would come because their music is quite quiet. And some would lapse into say it was almost kind of a bit boring. If you look at Pitchfork, Pitchfork love calling them boring and a little bit kind uh, of tired. Fuck Pitchfork. But that's just who they are because they, they do like distinctive artists. And I get that. And I and I get that people wouldn't enjoy this band because of that but for me ah oh, the, the someone wrote in a review of them that it's a bit like Elliot Smith meets Jean-Paul Sartre they're kind of almost philosophers and brilliant kind of songwriters in the same in the same place so give us a little bit more about the sound you've sort of danced around the edge of it what what are we really listening to so uh, how do i describe it a lot of it is it's simple 4/4 time music there's there's nothing clever with time signatures 
some of their songs are acoustic some of them are effectively ballads some of the songs are, are, are louder and more kind of getting to the point where you could start pogoing but never quite having that kind <laughs> of energy that you could go to a whole gig jumping up and down with them so in that sense the sounds almost kind of middle of the road and, and I think that there's nothing distinctive about it really the distinction comes with Samson's voice and lyrics yeah I think that's where I may have lost a bit of interest early on because when you introduce them to me I was much more about the musicality and less about the lyricism and so I've missed out a bit because I think the way that I think about them now they're sort of an indie sounding band with a punk attitude exactly that's exactly how I think they would describe them themselves on but yeah ah the the thing about the weaker thans is is their lyrics and i could start um i mean <laughs> there's a brilliant interview with john k sampson where he talks about um one of his songs and he quotes milton and saying in the poem the poem is Silas in gaza at the mill with the slaves but he doesn't think that works quite well so he put with the slaves at the mill to make it sound better on a record which is kind of cool that you just take one of the most famous poets in the world and just slightly tinker with their um <laughs> i can write this better yeah but no i mean i could i could quote them a, a lot there's a wonderful thing about um keeping memories um and things in in your heads i found the safest place to keep all our tenderness to keep all our bad ideas and keep all our hope it's here in the smallest bones the feet and the inner ear it's such an enormous thing to walk and to listen and i i just love the way that he just picks out little little delicate things about uh, people and life. And he kind of zeroes in on Winnipeg, mm-hmm. which is uh, a big deal for him. When I first came across them, I bought the album Reconstruction Site, which came out in 2007. And there's a song called One Great City, all about Winnipeg. The chorus is, I hate Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> but But it's this kind of... You know when you've come from a slightly shit hometown mm-hmm. and you know it's shit, but you're kind of fond of it because of that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure I'm fond of High Wycombe, but I, it's definitely a bit of a shit town. Yeah, but you, it's part of you, so you have right. to celebrate it. And right. I, I guarantee everyone in Winnipeg will know this song and will sing it aloud. Probably most people <laughs> from Canada will as well. But yeah. But they have this way of... He has this way of conjuring up, I guess, songs that are concise their songs about forgiveness and the lyrics are almost as good read than listen to so i've never got a band's or many other bands sleeves and read all the lyrics out loud because they're just so good i was digging around actually because i thought i was the only person that liked the weaker dance in the uk but it turns out that frank turner i don't know if you know him Ah, yes i do they're his favorite band huh Okay. He actually has a tattoo on his arm, which has virtute, which is Latin for strength. We'll come on to virtue in a minute because this is the bit for me, which is kind of the, the heart of the weaker dance. It's part of the Winnipeg motto, apparently, and it's why John Sampson picked up on it. But Frank Turner is a huge fan and he's, you could see in his interviews with them because he's actually interviewed them himself. and And you can see this kind of almost, not fawning, but this this appreciation which is like i really get that and i really love your music and it's kind of i want to tell people about it because other people aren't right and i can understand that because frank turner is a guy who's sort of defined 
folk punk over the last decade or two. And so it absolutely makes sense that someone who has that sensibility, that investment in the lyricism would like a band like The Weaker Lands. Yeah. Yeah, so so they've released a few albums before Reunion Tour, Fallow and Left and Leaving, and and each one of them has has some amazing songs. There's a song called History of the Defeated on Left and Leaving, the album, and there's this this line that says, listing what's left, a signed Slayer t-shirt and a car upon blocks in his mother's backyard, talking about this guy who's just such a loser that he hasn't even got a running car at his parents' house and all he's got is a Slayer t-shirt. And it's kind of, I don't know, there's lots of wonderful lyrics floating around in Weaker Than Songs, which is why I need to shout about them. Yeah, and your love of Canadian bands always seems to have been driven as much by the lyricism as anything else. They always seem to have that poetic way of talking about the world that's a bit different to maybe UK and American mainstream bands, at least. I kind of liken it... I think there's a parallel with the Scottish bands. A yeah. bit like Frightened Rabbit, for mm-hmm. example, who are hugely about... I guess, mental health and just getting back on your feet and trying to get through life. Yep. And there are many Canadian bands who kind of talk about the same thing and dealing with either the shitty weather or the emptiness of Canada and the, the loneliness that that space conjures up. And that vibe of big Canada, not many people, it's cold, it's horrible. You sit by a fire and you have stuff like this to listen to. That's um, I, I love that stuff. I'm a huge fan of it. Yeah, it's an interesting comparison. I think you're right. There's definitely a bit of that colder weather thing leaching into the music. Yeah. Should we jump into, well, all of the albums? The, the songs you want to highlight specifically from, from The Weaker Lands. Yeah, I mean, we picked Reunion Tour, so let's do that. There's Civil Twilight, which is um, it's a straightforward pop song. It's a good album opener, but for me, the, the album really kicks off with relative surplus value. Okay. I love this song. This is about a guy who's working in the city and he's basically kind of numb to it. He's about to lose his job because his portfolio is about to go down the pan and he's about to go into a meeting with his boss to tell them that it's all gone belly up. And the last line of the song is him to his significant other saying, can you come get me? It's like, you're the only thing that's left. My job's fucked. Wow. So that's a cool song and it's the kind of, uh, I don't know, it, it hit home to me because of the way that he talks about a shit day at work and you, we can all relate to that. Yep. Do I go on to Virtue the Cat? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the <laughs> the, the threads. There's a, there's a narrative that runs through his albums. There's a trilogy of songs mm-hmm. and on Reunion Tour, there's a Virtue song, but back on Reconstruction site, there's a song called A Plea from a Cat Named Virtute. Virtute, the strength in Latin, which is what Frank Turner has tattooed on his arm. This is about a a drunk guy who's at home. He's a layabout and the cat wants to play with him. He ignores the cat. And it's all about a song from a cat's point of view. There's an amazing line. It says, we'll pass around the easy lie of absolutely no regrets. Kind of saying that you can, in conversation, go, oh, I've got no regrets in life. Mm-hmm. It's an easy lie, you know. Of course you can say it, but really, come on, you must have one or two. And and anyway, it's a, it's a song about this cat and it's it's a plea to his owner, who's a, a drunk, to snap out of it. Roll forward into Reunion's Hall. And when I got the album, this was the song that got me. 
and the song is Virtue the cat explains her departure. Strength has left, the cat has decided to leave, and it calls back to the previous album because in the song it says, I emerged to watch abandoned machines waiting for their men to return. I remember the way I would wait for you. And um, the cat's on a reconstruction site from the previous album, and the cat's left. And uh, this song, I tell you, I'm talking about a cat, and you're kind of thinking, well, it's just a cat, right? <laughs> Listen to these songs, these two songs back to back. It's really, really powerful. And you kind of feel that this this old cat sitting kind of under a digger with no owner because he's, you know, in a in a sorry old state. Yeah, it, it's, it's quite moving. And I was thinking at that point, that's it. That's the end of the week of bands. And they said they were going to take a break in 2014. And so I thought, mm-hmm. oh, shit, you know, whenever I heard this song, oh, Virtue sat under a digger and that's the end of it. John K. Sampson's released a solo album. His bandmates mm-hmm. have moved on. And it was a song called Virtue at Rest, which he put out. And I was thinking, oh, shit, Virtue's dead. But it's not. It's talking about the cat coming back into this guy's life who's in rehab. Okay. So the lyrics, I pour at the synapses, bright bits of string. You should know that I'm with you. No, I forgive you. No, I'm proud of the steps you've made. It's not fully there yet. He's not fully recovered. But somewhere along the line, the two of them have got back together and, um, and things are looking up. But I say all this, I'm talking about the lyrics. These songs have to be heard. And I, I love them. I, I really, really... I don't know. I've, when I play those three songs, they're quite they're quite powerful. Particularly back to back like that, with the framing done through the eyes of an innocent. Yeah. Because I mean, cats aren't innocent. We all know cats, yeah. but relatively speaking, that's a really intriguing way to take that kind of storytelling. But it also almost makes it more powerful because you're not talking about it from the guy's perspective of him having the problems or like a girlfriend or a wife who might just give up on them or be frustrated by them it's it's the cat's just sad yeah that's why it's so clever because the cat can't tell him he's like come on buddy get out of it the the guy's like nah just i can't and it's so it's this kind of barrier between the two of them which just makes it a little bit more endearing do you think he's always had that thread in mind so when he wrote the first one he knew he would do more of them or has he talked about it he has talked about it he definitely the first two were kind of were a thing Mm -hmm. people have said is it a real cat is this based on a real event he said no 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 it's just uh it's all made up it's a thing to get across a wider perspective of you, you can sing about people in rehab and people needing help and often it's what person A telling person B, come on, you need to get out of this. Whereas with a barrier of language and, you know, <laughs> different animal kind, you can't do that. So it's almost kind of observational, but their lives are so connected that there's more than that. So yeah, there isn't any real cat in the background, but I can see why someone like Frank Turner would think, all right, I'm getting that tattoo on my arm because it, it means quite a lot. It's powerful. Yeah, it's it's a really fascinating approach. I don't know that I can think of... Lots of bands have done concept stuff. I've never come across quite that as a concept. And he does this all the time. So the one other thing that's worth calling out about The Weekend is that the lyrics are clear. So mm-hmm. when you hear the songs, you can get them straight away. And, and if there's an interesting lyrical concept, you don't have to 
read it or wonder whether you heard it right. There's an amazing song called Pamphleteer on one of the earlier albums about uh, oh, yes. about a guy. Well, it's this kind of double meaning of a guy on a street trying to hand out leaflets to people, but the leaflet's just dropping to the floor. He's actually talking to a girl, trying to get her to listen and to understand, and she's totally ignoring him and all of that effort and information that he's trying to give across just it's just discarded it's not even not even noticed so yeah this keeps on happening all through their back catalogue and it's kind of why I just love listening to their music just because it's got this depth to it in terms of writing that that most bands just can't go anywhere near nice all right so what about live have you seen them live yeah I've I've seen them once as the week it ends mm-hmm. and they are they're good and again i think this is probably where they start to to lose their lust of the other bands because there isn't much more than just it's straight four four time songs good songs they've got some brilliant show closers they have some powerful songs that will get people jumping up and down they've got a song called this is a fire door never leave open on left and leaving and once again the lyrics and the song just, they're a brilliant way to close the set. I can't remember where I saw them now, but when they get it right, they create a very powerful experience. I'd imagine they're the kind of band that has a very hardcore set of fans that will be up the front singing along, knowing all the lyrics, and then a lot of other people who are like, yeah, this is this is cool, I'll go and have a listen. Yeah, I think the Weaker Than's crowd, so we talked about a Bell and Sebastian crowd being very bookish, I would imagine, like, if you compared a guy and a girl from a Bell and Sebastian crowd to a Weaker Than's crowd, mm-hmm. the Bell and Sebastian guy and girl, I reckon the girl would probably have a yellow ribbon in her hair, or maybe a red jumper or something, and the guy would have kind of funny suede boots on. Yep. And a cardigan. Yeah, but they're kind of slightly kind of outgoing and bookish, whereas the Weaker Than's crowd would be a smart crowd, but kind of, you know, in a, in a grey jumper and some jeans and a little bit, a little bit dressed down. Yeah, that is... Basically, I think exactly what I would think of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, they're not going to be for everyone. They are not musically the most creative band. Definitely. I mean, if you compare them to the bands we've talked about on this podcast, they're nothing special. But I think lyrically, they're right up there. And they're the kind of band who I, I love just going back to. If I've got a journey or I've just got some time putting them on and having their lyrics just ticking away in the background. They're powerful and they're so concise that a single line from one of their songs is is great. So yeah, do look them up if you like your poetry because they're a poet's band. Yeah, I think I would say you are maybe being a little bit harsh on them in terms of the musicality because they're certainly not dullards, but they definitely are a band for the lyrics for sure. Yeah. So yeah, do listen and be interested to know what people say. But yeah, if you've got someone like Frank Turner tattooing himself with yeah. um, off the back of what they've done, they can't be that bad. Yeah, and would you say they're at the, the tail end of a line of Canadian bands in terms of the influence or are they someone that dragged you into other places? Yeah, no, they they actually got me into more Canadian bands. I, oh, I nice. like the style and I like the kind of bleakness in some of their music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of their songs are kind of bleak nostalgic and then loud at the same time which is a lovely combination and 
uh, especially if you're feeling uncertain about life, which was where I was when I first heard them. And uh, I went down Park Street in Bristol to purposefully get the album when it came out, mm -hmm. Reconstruction Site. And so, yeah, they brought me on to other Canadian bands who do a similar thing. I think it's in the water up there. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be. Cool. All right. Well, another Henry Shouts for the Canadian Bands episode, which I think is perfectly acceptable. Yeah, it's our podcast, damn it. We can do what we like and we're... <laughs> How many episodes in are we? Oh, uh, this must be 85 or 6, somewhere around there. Wow. We need to start learning up what happens at 100, but that's a plan for the future. Good. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for hearing me wittering on about them. And uh, yeah, here's to the next one. It's been fun. I shall go and have another listen to them because they're a band I think I've sort of just ignored a little bit too much thanks for reading them one one more song one more song my favorite chords one of the greatest greatest pieces of lyricism ever nice all right cool i will start there then do it all right thank you cheers mate thanks everyone for joining us cheers thank you for listening to another episode of i might be wrong <laughs>